Welcome, everyone, to the World World Podcast. I'm Dean. I'm Emma. I'm Carrie. Today we have Weird News 3, I think. Are we, name, are we numbering it? I don't know. Don't number it because... Why? Um, don't. Wouldn't it only be two? You're not the boss of me. No, maybe the third one. Weird News, the latest. How's that? How about this? Weird <laughs> News, Animal Edition. <laughs> Most of these stories, in fact, I think all of them, are going to have some animal angle to them. Oh. All right. Carrie, you want to start? You know what? Why don't I start? <laughs> want me to start? Sure. Go I'll for it, Dean. We all remember Shamu, the playful orca that uh, was um, the star of a little movie called, I think, Blackwater, wasn't it? Blackfish. Oh. Blackfish. Blackwater was the, yeah, the horrible group of um, anti-American mercenaries. Yes. Okay. That oh. murdered people in murdered people from Afghanistan. Yeah. And mm-hmm. For no reason. Iraq. Yeah. And, and oh. Afghanistan. And oh. probably lots of other places <laughs> we don't know about. Anyway. The orca is one of the, you know, it's actually a, a relative of the porpoise and dolphin. It's in the dolphin side of the family. They're not a whale at all. That's why we're calling it orca. Also, killer whale seems kind of prejudiced to me. Mm-hmm. I don't it's appreciate not very that. nice. No, it's not. I mean, all whales are. kill things when they eat them. Yeah, sure. Orcas are pretty pretty intense predators, though. Damn right are they, they are. Damn right they are. So, one night when Esther Christine Storkson was asleep... <laughs> <laughs> this is on the yacht, I guess really like a kind of a big boat that her dad had. Also uh, known as a yacht. I suppose it could also be known as a yacht, you're right. They were sailing off the coast of France not long ago when suddenly she just felt a big old bump and she it woke her up. That's how intense the bump was. She got up on deck and she looked out and she saw, to her, I imagine horror, a whole bunch of Orcas swimming around the boat, surrounding Scary. their boat. Oh, I, I hope it was a big boat. Uh, it was a small yacht. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to, I thought that was a thing that you're going to try to do. And then we can talk like that. The steering wheel started like swinging out of control. Uh, is I, It's a 37 foot sailboat, as a matter of fact. Now oh. here. It was pushed. Like uh, almost, it, it got turned around oh by the orcas God. to make it head actually in the opposite direction. So it, it went from you know its direction to going back to where it came from by the activities of these orcas who were knocking the boat and slamming against it with their heads. That's scary, it's horrifying. That's terrifying. Uh, Storkson said they're ramming the boat. They hit us repeatedly, giving us the impression that it was a coordinated attack. So multiple, I think like what are they? Forty foot. These are big animals. These are the they're biggest, huge, yeah. second biggest predator in the sea. They're that big? Yeah, they're big. Who's I think bigger? at least 30, 30 plus. How's that? Who's bigger than them? I think 35. Uh, the sperm whale. Oh, okay. Is a, I don't. I don't ever remember. Carrie's thing. going to check on her phone right now. I'm going to say at over. They're pretty big. I can. I'm pretty sure they get over 30 feet. They're much and larger maybe, than dolphins. Yes, much, much, much. I, I hope I'm right. Mm. I know Adult- they get bigger than great white sharks because they do indeed. <laughs> Yes. Killed great white sharks. Adult male orcas may be 30 feet long and have a dorsal fin up to 6 feet. Female orcas reach a length of 25 feet and have smaller dorsal fins. All right. so well, 30. Right. That's close. So, yeah. They're heavy? Yeah, they are. Eight, big ass. 8,000 to 16,000 pounds. That's one And they big. can live up to 90 years 90 old. 90 years. Oh, that's yes. the women, of course. Of course. Women always live longer. Yeah. The males can only live up to be 60. Yeah. Babies. Yeah. yeah. So wow. this happened for about 15 minutes, and then finally they just broke off and left. Wow. That probably felt like it was hours. Oh, my God. That would have been 15 minutes it's of orcas a, smacking around your 37-foot sailboat. Time. Good Lord. They said, quote, approximately three-quarters of the rudder was broken off, and some metal was bent. So now they have a broken oh water, rudder, and they're in the middle of, not middle of the Atlantic, but they're miles and miles away from shore in the Atlantic Ocean off of France. I mean, that's, that's a pretty serious uh, condition. Some sailboats have had to been towed back to port after attacks by orcas because orcas like to come after your rudder. Wow. It's a recent thing. There is no record. An orca has never killed anyone, although reportedly two sailboats were sunk by orcas off the coast of Portugal, I think like late 2021, something like that. Oh. Maybe, maybe, maybe it was early. Maybe it was this year. 
I'm not positive, but no one was killed. There was, I remember reading years ago, a report of a, uh, like an Arctic or, or an Antarctic explorer was on an ice floe or something like that. And an orca started smacking the ice floe to, to tip him off the other side, which Jesus. is one of the ways they kill seals and penguins and mm -hmm. eat them. And so that was predatory behavior, but they didn't. The, a boat came and got him. I'm sure he's raiding. Get me off the ice floe now. No. And he was picked up, but so we don't know. Would that organ yeah. have eaten him? If not, would have knocked him over and said, wait a second, you're not a seal. Get back up yeah. there. Here, let me help you up. <laughs> so, sorry, so I was confused. I'm sorry. My it's bad. bad. It's totally my I, fault. I totally thought you were a seal. Stop going. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> That's not a very good seal sound. Terrible. That was yeah. a bad seal sound. Pretty bad seal sound. I'm not going to lie. So those boats were attacked down in southern Portugal, down by the Strait of Gibraltar. So this is quite a ways away. So it, it, the scientists were kind of, you know, we didn't expect that because typically when you have these strange behaviors, it's the same pod or the same area or they've learned behavior in a, in a fairly confined area. So either these orcas were traveling quite a distance, which they could have been, or it was multiple different pods that were doing this. So that's confusing, a little concerning, I suppose, if you are a sailor. Yeah, <laughs> not something I'm going to worry about. No, no, you probably shouldn't have to. Nope. And there's been more of them lately. And again, they seem to be attracted to the rudder. Some of the scientists think that maybe it's something to do with the water pressure that they want to... One scientist said, quote, what we think is, is that they're asking to have the propeller in the face said a scientist, uh, which seems What's like a weird mean? way to phrase it. Like they're going close to, to the the prop, the propeller in the back, because they love the pressure. It's like a thing. And I oh. guess, you know, it's like dangerous little fun fun game, but because if they get a little too close, they get their nose cut off. Yeah. But apparently, that, and so. Maybe that ha did happen to one and they remember it, and now that's why they go after them. Ooh, good mm, one, Carrie. Carrie's nice theory. Pop scientific theory. Yeah. <laughs> and so the scientist thinks that, oh, maybe a sailboat doesn't have a propeller going. Yeah. So they smack the rudder because, quote, they get kind of frustrated and that's why they break the rudder. I think that's almost certainly nonsense. Yeah. So I was like, hey, you guys aren't doing propeller that I like on my face? I'm going to smack your rudder. That, <laughs> I think that's... Yeah, that's weird. Why would they like that anyway? I don't know. They may like that, but I don't think they're smacking the sailboat. Because it's it not yeah. satisfying their no. crave for propellers. Also, um, <laughs> but other attacks have included on boats that did have their propeller going. So that yeah. doesn't seem to be that part of it. So one guy, uh, in, he was 25 miles off the coast of Spain, starting to enter into the Strait of Gibraltar. They were running the boat's engine, and they saw a bunch of orcas. And all of a sudden, it, the steering wheel just violently spun around. And he couldn't even hold on to it. He had to let go. And his quote is, I was like, Jesus, what's this? <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly the tone he had. That's what he said. I think I'm doing the tone well. It was like a bus was moving it. I looked to the side, and all of a sudden, I could see just that familiar white and black of the killer whale. And he's using the derogatory term, so I think he deserved it. But <laughs> so, I mean, that's how hard they're hitting these boats. They think that mostly they're being done by juvenile males. Of course, the Probably, males yeah. are so juvenile. Punk. Dumb boys. Punk. Honestly, in every species, yep. young males are the stupidest specimens <laughs> of that species for, for sure. Yeah. There's something about moving parts that seem to stimulate them, one of the scientists said. <laughs> Perhaps. And so, I don't know. Well, I, I don't know. Sure. They, they think it's a game. The scientist, he speculates, his name is DeStephanus. I, I can't think of his, I don't have his first name. He says, this is a game when they have their own adult life, it will probably stop. So they'll grow out of it, he's basically saying. When they have jobs and responsibilities. <laughs> Wives. When they meet somebody they really like. <laughs> I mean, maybe even start living together, because nowadays you live together before you get married, obviously. Yeah, of course. So. Uh, another scientist named Towers, he says that these games tend to go in and out of fashion among orcas. They have different games. over. The, they've noticed them they over the trends. years. They have trends. <laughs> this so, is hilarious. That is weird. <laughs> he said, right now, a population in the Pacific of orcas... Quote, we have juvenile males who often interact with prawn and crab traps. It's just been a fad for a few years, unquote. So they're just messing with crab traps. And it kind of spreads <clears throat> to other, I guess, juvenile males in that area. And they start messing with the prawn and crab traps. Huh. He says back in the 1990s, there were some other orcas in the Pacific. And the thing was in vogue was this little game. He says, quote, they'd kill a fish and just swim around with a fish on their head. 
we, ju- <laughs> we just don't see that anymore. So orcas started killing fish, put the fish in their head like, hey, look me. I've got, look, this is my hair. I, this is a wig. Look how silly I am. And they'd swim around. And then after a couple of years, it died away. No, no, they stopped doing that. Wow. That's hilarious. That is pretty funny. That is a story of killer, real killer whales that are, are apparently going to sink some ships. We'll see. We'll keep an eye out for but they didn't kill anybody. No, I haven't killed anybody. Um, still kind of waiting for that to happen. Well, didn't that orca so, kill that one trainer? Well, yeah, but yeah, I mean, but that's different. We're talking about out yeah. in the ocean. Also, so they're kind of like bully whales, not killer whales. They're bully whales. Good, good, they're good. Rude, yeah, yeah. They get in the yeah. way. And hoodlums, hoodlum whales. Hoodlum whales. They're not whales. You again, said no. hoodlum with like a lot of veracity. <laughs> that was hoodlum. Hoodlum whales. That's how you gotta say hoodlum. <laughs> Over to you, Carrie. Story number two also has to do with juvenile male animals. Does it? I think it's male anyway. Okay. This happened in August of 2022. It didn't make the cut of our last weird news. And you can even find video of this on the internet. It's about a real life Winnie the Pooh. A a real life Winnie the Pooh. It's a brown bear in Turkey. That has a red sweater <laughs> and shows his butt. And no. Pantless. You know how Winnie the Pooh really loved honey. Oh, well, yeah. It. Couldn't spell it, but loved it. This <laughs> True. This bear in Turkey really loved honey, too. And in August of this year, gobbled up some of this yummy honey and took quite a little trip there. A trip like... A- like, like a hallucinogenic trip. From honey? What? From honey. You can get high from honey? Yeah. tell people TikTok was all over this. Humans are just bears. Yes. Wow. Anybody, probably. I thought all, don't all bears, I'm not saying Winnie the Pooh is a documentary, but don't all bears <laughs> like hunting, honey? Right? I, I mean, I imagine all animals think? would like it, right? Yeah. Well, but only some animals can get at it. Yeah. yeah. They got the big old claws. Yeah. They can rake it out. They're not all that bothered by bee stings because they have thick fur and, and uh, skin. So. Well, this bear got high as a kite on <laughs> wow. what's called mad honey. Mad honey. Yep. And in Turkish, it's also called deli ball. Deli ball. B-A-L. This young bear was rescued after it was found passed out in Turkey's northwestern Douge province. Sure, why not douge? It's about 130 miles east of Istanbul. The bear took a shower for three and a half hours just trying to come down. Sat on the floor of the shower. I'm going to eat bread and drink coffee. I don't know what's happening. And actually, I made a mistake. I misgendered the bear cub. It was a female. Oh. oh. Wouldn't you know it. Wow. It was taken to a veterinary center and it was given a, a good bill of health. But somehow, this little bear got a hold of an excessive amount of deli ball, which is actually, you know, um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> they don't manufacture whatever, gathered up or whatever uh-huh. sure. by beekeepers in the Black Sea region and in the Himalayas. And it's they've people have been doing this for centuries. What's different about it from regular honey? Well, let me tell you. Oh, okay. It's also known as bitter honey. It mm. has very pungent <gasps> taste. Wait, wait, wait. Not bitter honey. No. (laughs) Bitter honey. And it's the result of bees feeding on the pollen of rhododendron flowers. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? We have rhododendron flowers. So if we eat rhododendron, they produce a bitter honey that can get you high. That has like hallucinogenic properties? Correct. uh, Rhododendron flowers have a natural neurotoxin called Mm. grayanotoxin that when consumed, can induce euphoria, hallucination, and intoxication. In all seriousness, how has this... This I is not know. a thing by beekeepers specializing in feeding their bees rhododendron. And Maybe it's like yeah. the best kept secret Yeah, of well, not anymore. I well, know, mom blew the lid It's open. very expensive. I, I, I don't... Uh, it yeah, doesn't so. seem like it should be that difficult to do. But maybe this is like the rich person's acid. Yeah, I don't know. But there's bitter honey. They only have it at Davos and Bohemian Grove. (laughs) (laughs) But the video of this poor little bear is like her in the back of a pickup truck, just like is. Was it a cub? You said. Yeah. Oh, but not a teeny tiny little cub. Yeah, but a baby. Just like you know, kind of propped up against the cab of the truck, like legs and arms (laughs) splayed. High as shit. (laughs) Yeah. And there's going to be a callback, but okay. in what can be described as a vertical sploot. 
What the uh, fuck? Her mouth, that's all I'm going to say. Her mouth was slightly open, her eyes wide, and she wiggled around, dazed and confused. So she turned into a celebrity. Well, sure, her name was Vertical Sploot. I mean. And they named her Balkies. Which means honey girl. Honey girl. My who, aunt was named Honey Girl. <laughs> named Honey Girl. That's adorable. <laughs> yeah, it was. But you don't uh, call an adult by the same nickname they had in 1950s high school. Okay. <laughs> well, they do if your name is really Mildred. Yeah, still. Still, I feel like. Just so call her Honey. It's also we Honey, did. could be Honey Daughter. She's much older than my mom. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, so, anyway, she's super cute. Yeah, sure. It's adorable. Well, Belkies. Yes. Okay. So Balkies came a little celebrity for this, but there have been thousands of poisoning cases <gasps> where it's not good throughout the world throughout and the throughout world? history. Aww. We could go into it, but I'm not going In to. In bear history? You mean bear story? No, people, people history. history. Oh, people history. Bear story. What? From yeah. honey? There are stories well, about Socrates talking about it. Talking about high honey. Yeah. Hallucinogenic honey. Well, that's a yeah. really long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. And they actually like... It's like 50... Like... 100 years ago. Armies <laughs> used to poison each other. Wait, Ar- you say Arby's used to poison Armies. You? Oh, I really like that. The roast beef Troops. chain. <laughs> the roast beef and honey was... It actually blew up in their face. It didn't work out well. Yeah. They killed a lot of customers and also with the honey. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsors, hey, though, Arby's. That was the bad thing Boom, to do. Roasted. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, I did kind of roast him, though. Yep. No one likes Arby's. I actually kind of like Arby's. Roman soldiers and the Persian armies planted some of the honey so, so that Roman soldiers would find it. They lay honey out high. Have some. They Nothing's going to harm you. They ate the honey, like honey. Wink, wink. Became disoriented and couldn't fight. And wow. then the Persian army returned and killed over a thousand Roman troops. Well, that did not turn out well for Rome. No. Mm. That's mm. not very nice at all. Nope. Yep. Nope. And then Zach Miller made a homoerotic movie about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in the American Civil War. Zach Miller? Zach Snyder. Zach Snyder. The hell am I 300? Thinking? Zach Miller. Who's like Miller? I don't know. Okay. It happened to the Union soldiers. What? In, in the what American the Civil War. They How got honeyed? They encountered <laughs> mad honey near the Appalachian Mountains. Of course it was near the Appalachian mm-hmm. Mountains. That makes so much sense. It does, actually. There's also a pig. Well, a I guess it's not any rhododendron flower. Oh. They are only found in a few places and are most prolific in mountainous regions oh, okay. of the Black Sea and the foothills of the Himalayas and apparently the Appalachian Mountains in the, the United Appalachian States. The Appalachian Mountains have everything. They do. They have it all. They have it all. They have a trail. They have <laughs> honey. And they have a ton of. Monsters. Monsters, they do. <laughs> I was going to say scary things, but I changed to they monsters. Do. Well, they do. and I guess the harvesters, you know, they ha- it's difficult to get it because they have to climb tall trees and cliffs, and they have to fend off one of the largest species of honeybees in the world. <gasps> in the Appalachians? To get to it. Appalachian? That, I, I don't know how afraid. it happened in the Appalachians, but uh, here's why they do it. A pound of mad honey can be sold for around $170. We are starting a business. Yep. <laughs> it's one of the most expensive honeys in the world. Well, I feel like that's got to be the most expensive honey. Is it yeah. saffron honey more expensive? I just made that saffron up. Honey. Yeah, you did. It's also often Gold. held up to be a natural remedy <laughs> for conditions like we know most things are. <laughs> Dr. Oz is a big supporter of it. Diabetes. What the fuck? Hypertension. It's pronounced diabetes, but... Gastrointestinal disorders. Arthritis and okay. sore throats. Isn't okay. that all, honey? Dropsy, blindness, <laughs> male problems. And the number one thing? What? It's an aphrodisiac or a treatment for erectile dysfunction. Oh, my God. I was kidding. You I just said it. that. Mm-hmm. Well, if something causes euphoria, then, yeah, it helps male problems. Mm, no, that's true. Well, anyway, too much of it can land you in the hospital. So, Like poor honey girl. And the mm-hmm. only animals... That don't get high off mad honey wait, are... Wait, 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 Wolverines. No. Damn it. Uh, humans. No. Um, um, Cats. Pegasus. The wait. bees that produce it, oh, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> that seems pretty obvious. That makes a lot of sense now. <laughs> wait, bees eat their own honey? Well... I don't know a lot about bees, obviously. They touch a lot of the honey. Yeah. They make it. I don't know. They must. Okay. I Have you know. ever seen Bee Movie? I have not seen They're the movie. They're caked in honey. Oh, are they really? Okay. No, that's, I made that, that up. That also was a documentary. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. 
Well, thanks, Carrie. That was a fun one. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that was. That was. I am going to go to a less fun one, but um, a more of a gross one. Now, we had an episode (laughs) callback of, um, well, we haven't done, I don't think we've done animals. Yes, we did. We did a story about the Texarkana fish that fell from the sky. Did we do that? Like a brief one? Did we do that in a weird? Texarkana, that was Kentucky. Uh, that was a meat shower. Conduct- yeah. Oh, that's not what you're talking about? No. Oh. Uh, actually, fish falling from the sky. For years, and for hundreds of years now, people have talked about fish falling from the sky. Charles Fort, the famous purveyor of all things strange, wrote a lot about fish falls. And, and no one quite understands it. What? We've what? never heard of Charles Fort. You never heard of Charles Fort? Or fish falls. Fortiana? Fortian? No. Well, you ever heard of fish falls? Well, maybe. Is it when fish get sucked into the sky and then they fall? That's what they have thought for a long time. Mm-hmm. The dominant explanation for it was that, oh, a water spout grabbed them up from the pond somewhere by, and, and, and they travel in the air on this water spout, and they, you know, 10 miles later, it, the water spout lost its energy, yeah. and they fell. And, yeah. uh, and fish, but there's been reports, valid reports, of fish literally falling from the sky from, for years and years and years, and it happens semi-regularly. What it, the And it fuck? just happened in Texarkana, uh, not that long ago, Texarkana, oh. uh, Texas, okay. as you know, the Texarkana, city of Texarkana, is on two sides of the two states. I swear to God, if I am ever anywhere and fish fall from the oh, sky, so I might great. kill myself. No, well, no, 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 no. I, I, no. I, I, that seems extreme. I think that world was ending. <laughs> well, it, like, well, now you will now know you that know it's not. not. That is okay, not true. that unusual. Good point. Good point. So these two researchers recently have been studying this phenomenon. They think they found what's been causing it. And it turns out it's not water spouts. Most experts, I think, now don't think water spouts even can do that. Mm -hmm. They think it might be... An angry god. Kind of. (laughs) If a god is a cormorant, a type of bird that throws up its meal with a fair amount of regularity. So they think what's happening is a flock of cormorants recently fed, for some reason, are regurgitating their fish in in a specific place... Birds will sometimes do that to, to lighten their load. Maybe they ate too much, or maybe they, whatever, a predator is nearby and they need to fly faster. They'll throw up to fly right. faster. They studied the case in Texarkana, and a geologist named Sharon Hill, who's in Pennsylvania, she worked with a guy named Paul Cropper, who's in Australia, and they found that, that what they think is pretty conclusive evidence that indeed the Texarkana fish fall was cormorants. Quote, we're not going to be dismissive. We're not going to default to a paranormal explanation, but we're looking to document what happened and what can be the possible natural causes. And so they looked and said, okay, it wasn't a hoax. Very conclusive evidence that it really did happen and that it wasn't also flooding. Some people have said it's flooding, but they found fish in the backs of trucks and on top of roofs, not just on the ground, so it wasn't any kind of flooding or anything like that. Mm -hmm. They... Uh, we were able to verify that it didn't fall from a plane. I guess they looked into what flights in the area, and nobody dropped any fish. That's, that's good to know. <laughs> no so, reported fish missing. And they identified the fish. The types of fish was a gizzard shad, which what? sounds uh, delicious <laughs> if you're a cormorant. They looked at the fish, and the fish looked to have been partially digested. Well, there you uh, go. Well, there you go. So they were pretty conclusive. Boom, and they match that with cormorants having this habit of expelling their stomach contents, because it turns out cormorants are indeed bulimic. <laughs> and they were able to verify that there were cormorants fly right by there all the time. It's on their migratory path. This is the time of year where there would be cormorants flying right over there. They looked at some security footage from a discount tire store in Texarkana, <laughs> and it showed they were actually able to see on this video six fish smacking the ground just outside the discount Tires are coming straight out of the sky. Wow. That's amazing, isn't it? So, again, it's legit. And I guess they fly by the airport in Texarkana. And on the day of the storm, some staff at the airport found the runway covered in fish. And the crews had to shovel up to 10 pounds of fish, which delayed flights from taking off. That's how much. So there's there's a lot of cormorants and a lot of fish they're eating. They're a good-sized bird, but... 10 pounds is not a ton of fish, I wouldn't think. For gizzard shad? I don't know how big a gizzard shad is. I have no idea. But, um, yeah, you're right. But if it's <laughs> concentrated, and uh, these are, I'm sure, small planes. So you yeah. don't want to hit a pile, a oh, sure. s- even a yeah. small pile of fish in a small plane. <laughs> <laughs> 
Excuse me. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Was, Sorry. That was weird. Okay, okay, okay. So we think maybe the fish fall conundrum is solved. Again, I've, I've read somewhere else, I can't remember where, that the water spout idea is probably pretty unlikely. It just doesn't have yeah. enough energy. Maybe, I mean, it could be, but it, if, if this is something that, you know, if this happens with different kinds of birds, then maybe it is uh, different birds expend cormorants are maybe one of the, the main culprits. So this, we could have finally um, solved that makes the sense. great mystery of fish falls. That's my fish fall star care. Good job. So Thanks. I went from disturbing and scary to kind of gross. What you got for us? Okay, here I have another animal-related story that didn't make our cut for the last one. So it is also from summer 2022. Apparently, people in New York City would be, you know, walking around, strolling through (laughs) Central Park, (laughs) enjoying the nice summer weather, and they would come upon a squirrel sprawled out Flat on the ground, face down, limbs out, outstretched, and just lying there. Yeah, it's dead, Carrie. It completely it's still. Oh, is it alive? Well, and they were getting alarmed and like notifying city officials, like there's all these dead squirrels lying oh. around, or they're oh. sick, or something's wrong them? with them. Thousands and thousands of dead squirrels. No, Am I well, that's to alert the authorities. I yeah. know. And so the city's Department of Parks and Recreation had to tweet out to the city dwellers, don't be alarmed when you see squirrels laying Dead. flat on their tummies. Now, like how are, now how are they going to get that word out? Because hopefully yeah. they've they been in Twitter and, and otherwise someone got their blue tick for that organization <laughs> yeah. and sending out spoof messages. Well, and they even... Um, tweeted a picture of what it look, looks like. They're saying that these squirrels are just fine. Don't worry that on hot days, squirrels keep cool by splooting. Splooting. This is the callback now. The yes. call forward, actually. I hear it. So splooting. Squirrels cool, are splooting. Yep, on cool surfaces to reduce their body heat. Mm. It's I sometimes, do the same thing. A lot of us do. On my bed sheets, I sploot. You sploot. <laughs> it's mm. also referred to as heat dumping. Heat dumping. They can think of a better phrase than that. I, and splooting like. and heat yeah, dumping. Yeah, they, they need to work on Are two words. of the worst things I've ever heard. <laughs> not good. Splooting does can sound a little them? bit gross. Yeah, but heat dumping doesn't? <laughs> They're both yeah, really does. nasty. Well, other people were equally bemused by the term splooting, and it became a little internet did it? Sensation okay, I for think that a while. Splooging. So Splooting. You misread that. It is of unknown origin. We don't know where it came uh, Dutch. from. Dutch. Probably. Sounds Dutch to me. But it's also a popular term um, used by dog owners. Is it? What? Because popular. We have own dogs. Yes. That sploot. And we had also. one dog that splooted all the time. <laughs> she did. Hazel. She, she used was to sploot a splooter. A lot. Yeah, she, she was, was a splooter. A first class splooter, <laughs> but we never called it that, Carrie. So it's not that popular. Yeah. Well, term. veterinarians who know lots of stuff about dogs and cats also <laughs> believe that they do this to beat the heat. Huh? Yep. She would do it inside. I don't. Yeah, you know, I don't think she's doing it for heat. I think she's just comfortable splooting. <laughs> <She's> <laughs> I think splooter. she was too because she's doing it on carpet and stuff. Yeah, too. exactly. Yeah. I understand if you do it on the cool tile. Yeah, but no, you yeah. do all the place. She did anyway. She's splooting a car. She's splooting a house. She's splooting a bus. She's splooting a truck. She's splooting a boat. She wrote a children's book about it. Well, so because the the whole idea of splooting generated a lot of interest online, eventually the word is going to get out to the uh, people who add words to the world's major dictionaries. Those people, or at least the United States major dictionaries. <laughs> so. The the person <laughs> found that very funny. No one else did, but that's good. Well, the person who you know they that's put it, like the that's like the fakest laugh. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> this is she wrote to herself in parentheses laugh. It turns out it wasn't oh, oh. in the online Merriam-Webster dictionary or in the British Collins English dictionary. Nah, you're making up dictionaries. I've never heard Collins of, uh, this English? Webster's. It's the only one. Dictionary, Colin's as far as I know. English is run by Colin Firth. Yeah, it is Colin Firth. Well, I, I, think it. I think it's also Willem Dafoe, weirdly. <laughs> so I think now it's in the it's in the dictionary now. Splooting. It's a verb. Intransitive. To sploot or not to sploot. Of an animal <laughs> to lie flat on the stomach with the hind legs stretched out behind the body. 
and its origin is probably 21st century slang, perhaps altered from splat. Splat, <laughs> maybe. I could see that. We need to get t-shirts made saying, remember, do you sploot? Do you Question sploot? mark. I remember seeing our dog get, I can like visualize her getting in the position to sploot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or like yeah. Then. yeah, she would stretch forward to yeah. fully sploot. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And She's Lily good. does that too. She's a little um, very rarely. Chihuahua. chihuahua, and it's not yet in the Oxford English Dictionary. Oh, well, whatever Oxford, then it's fake. Yeah. Although Fiona McPherson, a lexicographer mm. at that dictionary, said, although it's not in the dictionary yet, they are tracking it. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. They track it. If it doesn't last that long, it's like that's embarrassing. You put yeah. a word that lasted like a year and a half, just knock it off. Yeah. So they're going to see if it lasts long enough. Uh, Fiona McPherson, she is a senior editor of New Words. I want that job. That's a good job. Yep. That's a very cool job, man. She is notably responsible for adding the word amazeballs to the dictionary. Amazeballs. <laughs> great That's, legacy. Her, great, that is impressive. It's she a can, solid word. It's a solid, that was, she'll never, I mean, years. when she's long gone, people will still have amazeballs and yeah. be saying her word. Yep. Balakpala. Yeah, I'm just going to just throw new words for No, that's not good. Fiona. <laughs> No, that's terrible. Don't ever say that again. Wag it. How about that? Wag it. I'm going to do a wag it. We'll just name next animal that gets discovered. We're going to call it a wag it. It should be discovered from Australia. <sighs> is that the story of splooting care? That is the story right, about well, thank splooting. You. Isn't that adorable? That I would like to see adorable. a squirrel sploot. This next story is not adorable. I'm going to go darker still. Great. So we all love kangaroos. All my stories start with, so we all love, so we all love, we like orcas, mm, we like kangaroos too. Kangaroos seem a little mean. I'm uh, scared you know of what? them. Turns out they are, and turns out you should be. They always look like they've got big old muscles and they're yes, ready to they box do. you. They are ready they to do. fight. They look like they're, they, then again, they have been slaughtered for a long time True. in Australia. True, good point. Oh, I don't blame them, but. Yeah. And we did make shoes out of them for a long time. Isn't Ugly it, shoes, how popular in the 70s. Divine week. You had a pair Wallabies? Wallabies. They're from kangaroos, I imagine. No. Yeah, you did too, you lion sack. No, I had a pair of wallabies, 100%, but I don't believe they were made out of kangaroos. Oh, yeah, they were. The the ones sold here. Yeah. They were in port, like Uggs. I'm going to look it up. Okay. Aren't kangaroos kind of like Australia's deers? Like there's a fuck ton of them? A ton of them, yeah. And they breed very rapidly. So yeah. it's true. And they yeah, actually... but I wouldn't wear shoes made out of deers No, either. no, I wouldn't either. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not condoning wallabies. <laughs> yes. Like with little fawn skin shoes with white dots on them. Oh, my bambies. That's terrible. That is terrible. So You shouldn't kill kangaroos, but no. they're not like an endangered species. You know what else you shouldn't do? You shouldn't keep them as pets because they're not uh, good no. pets. A man in southwest Australia... Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi. <laughs> he was keeping a pet. He was a 77-year-old man, and he kept a gray kangaroo. It was a pretty large kangaroo, not as big as the red, but pretty big. And he was found with some serious injuries, quote-unquote, on his property earlier this year in Redmond, which is kind of a rural area about 400 kilometers, 250 miles, southeast of Perth, the capital of Western Australia. When he was found, he had... A big gray kangaroo standing over him, and he was clearly badly injured, Mm -hmm. and the kangaroo would not let any of the emergency personnel get close to him, and they had to shoot the kangaroo because it was the paramedics couldn't get to him and treat him, Mm -hmm. and when they got to him, he was dead. Mm -hmm. I don't have the name of the person. The kangaroo or the person? Wait, the person. Let me... um, Yeah, you know, this article that I have does not have a name for him that I, I can see. But yeah, he was so he was killed by this gray kangaroo, which can be they can be over four feet tall, they can weigh over hundred pounds. And they are, they can be. It was a famous kangaroo that oh, I can't remember the name of it, but it, it was kind of a, a meme for a while there. Mm-hmm. I'll show you a picture of it. It was oh that's what it was. It was called Roger the Buff Kangaroo. You see that? We'll, we'll put this on, on our social yes, media. Yes, I've seen that photo. It just looks like a, yeah. just a badass. It's been yeah. memed a lot. Vein, muscle, big. It just a looks like a freaking, yeah, it's like kangaroo. A, a kangaroo on roids. And they can get pretty, they're pretty powerful animals. Yeah. So they talked to Tanya Irwin. Mm-hmm. Steve Irwin's I, wife? I, I, I don't think wife, but I related? feel like related. I just don't know. Is there a photo for anywhere? No. Okay. She said she's a, a biologist or, you know, an expert on macropods in Australia. Mm-hmm. 
And she said, this looks like it was an adult male and they become quite aggressive and they don't do well in captivity. Mm-hmm. We don't know what the situation was, if he was in pain, the kangaroo, or why he was being kept in captivity. And unfortunately, they're not a cute animal. They're a wild animal, Yeah, she said. Yeah. And they are. And what they do is they basically fight you like they, they fight each other. Again, they can weigh up to 120 pounds, stand 1.3 meters, which is over four feet. They get the males especially get very aggressive and they fight. They 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 kind of wrestle you with their upper arms, mm-hmm. which aren't that long, but they can get very powerful. And they pull, you know, they they lean back on their tail to support their body weight and start kicking you with yeah. feet and, cl- and powerful, powerful. Uh, and their feet and claws. claws are sharp yeah. and they're big, so you don't want to mess with a kangaroo. They I've, can cut I've, you up. I've heard if you live in Australia and you live in kind of a, you know, in the outback in a rural yeah. area, you have to have kangaroo-proof windows. Oh, really? Because yeah. there's like menacing videos of kangaroos like staring at a big glass Yikes. window and like punching it. Whoa! Like trying to get in the house. <laughs> <He's trying> to- <laughs> <laughs> honey, just drive. <laughs> I got the kangaroos trying to no, get us. No, they're crazy. It's looking at me, honey. Just drive. Have you seen the video of like this guy? I'm assuming somewhere in Australia mm-hmm. with his dog out in the wilderness, and a kangaroo has his dog in a fucking <gasps> headlock. Wow. And this guy comes up and punches the kangaroo in the face. Man. And the kangaroo just kind of st- like stammers back, like shocked that someone just punched him in the face. You, and then he just, you, him and his dog just bolt out of there. Did you punch me, bro? Like, I'm going to kill you. The kangaroo's like, what the fuck? What? Well, it's funny you say that because the last fatality before this one was 1936. A guy named William Crookshank, and yes, they said his name. He was 38. <laughs> he died in, in a hospital in Hilston in New South Wales. Because he had been attacked by a kangaroo that was messing with his dog. And he tried to intervene and get his dog. And so the kangaroo set on William Crookshank and killed him back oh in 1936. Gosh. He had extensive head injuries, including a broken jaw. And he died in the hospital. So the kangaroos, you know, not, I don't, I would stay in my uh, shatterproof car. Yeah, I absolutely kangaroo. would. That's fucking scurry. Oh, they don't like that one bit. R, I enjoy delicious kangaroo burger as well. I no. kangaroo. Australia has, has tried for years to get kangaroo meat to be popular. Well, didn't Jack in the Box? Jack in the Box was, was yeah, they were doing it in some Jack in the Boxes were doing kangaroo burgers. In Australia? No. In, in, in America? Was it Australia? Well, was it in America? Yeah. I yeah, I think it was in America. Was it to promote the movie Kangaroo Jack? No. Probably not. That would be a phenomenal cross-promotion. We're giving away kangaroo jacks and eat kangaroo <laughs> jack at the same time. Yeah. Don't know why I gave him an accent, but... Yeah, no, I don't think Jack in the Box wanted it known. And oh, that's right. That's right. It, it was kind of a scandal known. that yeah. they had got oh. some kangaroo meat mixed in with their beef. Somehow, yeah. Oh, I vaguely like remember this actually. Like kangaroo it, meat is eaten. Yeah. And it is eaten in Australia. It's never, I don't think it's really caught on. If you're an Australian listener, please tell us if you eat kangaroo meat or if it's semi-common at all to have kangaroo meat, even in Australia. Well, on the shoes issue? Yes. Adidas, uh-huh, Nike, on. and Puma all ye- use kangaroo leather for football shoes. Yeah. What? Yeah. I they do they not kill like two million a year for for leather and meat. It's. I think That's it's less than sad. that actually. Well, I don't know about meat. But, Kang- kangaroos. But no, they kill. Sad. They kill a lot because they breed, and that's that. That's a stable population though. They breed yeah. very very fast. Um. What the fuck? And I don't believe wallabies were made out of wallabies. But you, but you don't wallabies. know that. You don't believe it. You don't make Maybe you don't want to believe because you. Well, I didn't them. find online that they were, were wallabies popular. Very, oh, popular. very popular. In like the mid to late seventies, maybe something like that. Mm, they started in nineteen sixty-seven. Oh well, I don't but, remember then. Yeah, it would have been but in the seventies that we had them. It was in the seventies, and they were they they were a trend for a little while, not a yeah. year or two. But they, they had like rubber very soles. Popular. Yeah. And it was suede. They were made out of suede. Kind of a soft, light brown, kind of a tan, yeah. suede kind of a, a material. And I'm pretty sure they're made from kangaroos. I think you can find them now if you want to. Hmm. Made out of suede. Mm, from kangaroos. I might try to get me a pair. Okay. What? I had a, a pair when I was a kid and they were boy shoes. Yeah. But, but you were a tomboy. But I had. She was not a I was not a tomboy at all. But I wanted those wallabies. She wore a frilly dress and wallabies. Probably Good luck. that's some shit I would have done. I probably kid. did. Mm-hmm. Well, Carrie, you want to hear my last story? I do. It's a little, little bit animal related. Not really. Okay. All right. Don't she don't undersell it, Carrie. 
Well, Emma, mm-hmm. I imagine you've heard of this one because you're a kid who watches TikTok videos all the time. I am a 22-year-old woman. <laughs> <laughs> but who watches TikTok videos I do watch Which TikTok a lot. is a kid. Well, there was a recent social media challenge, which we all know they're stupid. Don't do them. They're dumb. But this... I'm going to counter that with a counter argument. Do them. They're dumb. <laughs> they're do fun. them. Because well, this one was encouraging people to cook chicken in NyQuil. <gasps> that sounds yes, delicious. Yes, I have heard NyQuil of NyQuil chicken or some other similar over-the-counter cough and cold medication, presumably to eat. And Presumably? What do you mean? What else do you have chicken? You gotta eat the chicken. Well, if it's been soaked in Nyquil, it's gonna be first of uh-huh. all horrific because Nyquil has a disgusting black licorice kind of a flavor to it, and it's green. It's a weird green color. And also, why would you waste medicine like that? Yeah. Yes, it would. Not, a resource. It would be quite expensive too. That would yeah. be. How about the chicken? Okay. So this became, I guess, a thing. I never heard of it, but um, the FDA actually had to issue a warning. <laughs> Don't soak your chicken in that. And do a public announcement and a, and post a video warning people do not follow these stupid social media challenges and do not cook your chicken in NyQuil and eat it. Is it dangerous? Yes, it's dangerous. Uh, NyQuil has acetaminophen, dextromethorphan, and doxyalamine. That's the one that makes you sleepy. Uh-huh. And actually boiling... A medication can make it much more concentrated and can actually change the properties of the medications in it. And also, even if you don't eat it, you do it for funsies because you want to post it on the internet. Funsies, sure. And it's a really gross-looking dish. It is. I remember seeing a video. Yeah. It wasn't really the content targeted to me. Yeah. Because I'm older than 14. Well, but as you're boiling the the NyQuil, the vapors Mm -hmm. are going to be inhaled by you. And that could also be very dangerous. <laughs> okay, no. I think, Hi guys. I think somebody's been inhaling bo- boiled <laughs> dextromethorphan. But it, and it could also hurt your lungs when you inhale it. Yeah. Ooh, that sounds dangerous. All these dangerous. kids were tripping balls. Mm-hmm. Saw the hat man. Were people really eating it? Anybody get so, hurt? Well, you could actually, yes, people were getting hurt because not from eating the chicken, but from inhaling, the inhaling it. Yeah, That's dangerously where the phrase, high I do amount. believe I have the vapors actually comes from. Little known fact. Well, and not I think, Williams. Emma, you have alluded to this in our conversations, but there was another TikTok challenge mm-hmm. that was telling young people to take large doses of the allergy medication diphenhydramine which is also known as Benadryl, trying to induce hallucinations. This really? was a challenge, telling people to do it? Yes. Hallucinate oh. on Benadryl. I, that's, I, that's not bitter well, honey. I don't Emma, see that. Emma will explain how okay. it works. I never saw anybody telling you to do it. I just saw, it's kind of a common conversation in TikTok and social media where we've all taken Benadryl before to either like curb allergy symptoms or to try to fall asleep. Yes. And if you take several Benadryl, it does either induce really, really vivid, creepy dreams or kind of like sleep paralysis-like hallucinations. And a common hallucination that a lot of people have seen is something called the Hat Man, where it's like... (gasps) We're going to... This sounds like an episode. A scary... Hat Man? Yeah, I can do some research and and let's let's do that. And the hat man, like, oh, I saw that. I took some Benadryl, saw the hat man. Like wow. we chit chatted last night. Like it's more of a joke. It's not serious. It's not date. Like, but I've never heard of people saying to do well, it. It's way, more of an accidental thing. Like I accidentally took too many Benadryl and hallucinated. Yeah, you don't want well, sleep paralysis. That's the scary. way you told it before, it was people take. Benadryl to make them sleepy, and then if you fight, oh, going yes, to yes, sleep. Yes, I'm sorry, I forgot that part. Some, like, yeah, I took three Benadryl to fall asleep. And then I fought the sleep because it like felt good to fight the sleep yeah. and you hallucinate. And the hat man came. Yeah. Which I, just sounds weird. I've <laughs> never tried to fight my sleep while taking sleep medicine, but I have had instances where I've taken a drowsy medication and woken up kind of feeling funky and seen some weird shit. Yeah. Like like Dramamine. There was huh. a couple car rides where I was like, what the fuck is going on <laughs> right now? Happening? Well, that wasn't just Dramamine. We were messing with you. You were seven. <laughs> Well, so 
this became such an issue that TikTok had to put a warning on the videos with the challenge. Not surprised. Known as hashtag sleepy chicken. (laughs) Oh my God. So if you searched for related videos on TikTok, you would be greeted with a message that said, some online challenges can be dangerous, disturbing, or even fabricated. Learn how to recognize. Or even fabricated. I think that was R. Learn how to recognize harmful challenges so you can protect your health and well-being. TikTok puts on a lot, put, puts a lot of warnings and information labels on their videos. I'll give them that. That's good, yeah. yeah. Like if a video has a lot of flash, it'll give you a flash warning. Sometimes. Well, I guess they don't believe in free speech. Like, And you're yeah. told, Elon Musk. You're, no, you're they don't. Urged, <laughs> you're urged to, if you have, like a lot of filters and editing tools create flash and they tell you like, please put a flash warning yeah. because it's not good to click on a video and all of a sudden you're like tripping. Yeah. It's like you're watching some kind of anime. <laughs> well... <laughs> We think that it Nyquil Chicken started out as a joke. We, Carrie, Carrie and, yeah, and me and the internet, social media, <laughs> me and her partners, me okay. and NPR. A Twitter user named Tristan DePew tweeted in 2017 an image of chicken in that looked like it was cooked in Nyquil. You know, he had the Nyquil bottle there too, mm-hmm. but, and it was this god awful green color. And god-awful he green. said it was a joke. And, you know, there was never any intention to actually eat the chicken or telling uh, other people to do it. Huh. It was like something like, this is what my girlfriend made or something stupid like that. Uh, like and, a girl who can cook. And it'll yes. be a picture of like hot dogs in jelly and like <laughs> random shit. Like that's also a common joke I on the see. internet. It'll be like loose corn on a plate. Get a girl that can cook. Yeah, <laughs> it was something like that. And yeah, I think he thinks it's pretty dumb now, but he's yeah. he's also thinks it's a... A reason for concern that it took the FDA. Uh, the FDA and TikTok five years to, or probably not TikTok, but five years to issue some sort of warning about it's it. It's always how the internet challenges or trends start. It's somebody making a clear joke. Somebody posts a photo or a video of them absolutely just joking, and some 15-year-old decides to take it seriously, and it just catches mm-hmm. on like that. It's like somebody was joking and posted a yeah. Dumb picture of Tylenol, your you know Nyquil yeah. chicken. That's that's clearly to be stupid and silly. Yeah. And some teenager was like, mm. "Actually, I would like to make a video about that." That yeah. sounds cool, man. Well, so Parker and Gamble had to issue a statement over and a warning about it. But we, wow. as we know, there have been other ones like the cinnamon thing, yes. inhale that cinnamon one. or whatever. The whole Tide Pod thing. Tide Pods are delicious. I'm not gonna. It's lie. the forbidden gusher. You want to eat it? The what? The forbidden gusher. Ugh, What's the, the forbidden gusher? gusher. It's it's when it's a non-edible food oh. looks like an edible food. Oh. It's the forbidden version of that. So like a Tide okay. Pod is a forbidden right. gusher. Oh, is that gum or something like that, or candy with with stuff in gusher. it? Gusher. You, you know what a gusher is? I think so. Fruit <laughs> snacks that have jet like a, liquid in a them. Weird. Yeah. Okay, I'm not a big. Mom fruit never let us have them when we were kids. Too you much didn't high fructose corn syrup. Yes. <laughs> you guys never let us have gushers. I was paid in gushers and fruit roll ups when I did that. Short film when I was a child. Paid in gushers. Well, because they had a steady they, supply of they sugar. They didn't pay for the money, kids. but they had a they had a like a room with the food table, and I ate not kidding within those two days three boxes yeah. of fruit roll ups. You need a manager. Okay, it was not a, you did not strike a good deal there. I'll just bottle work for fruit roll ups uh, and gushers. You have gushers, yes, you, then I will be there. If you put aqua fresh in bread, I'll do that too. I don't care. Same idea. Okay, well, thank you, Carrie. You're welcome. So just is, don't do anything no, you see on the internet. No. Just, you know, if you have a dumb idea, just Keep go it to go step outside, touch some grass, and then you come back outside and see if you still want to do that stupid thing. Right on. Hashtag keep it to yourself, asshole. <laughs> Hashtag you shouldn't have shared that. <laughs> because also, warning: kids did die over the whole ben- Benadryl Gushers. thing. Oh, the Benadryl thing, yeah. really? Yeah. I'm not shocked. I did not know that. Yeah. It's because kids want to do drugs and kids want to hallucinate and kids want to get fucked up. And sometimes when you're 14, you don't know how to get drugs. Mm-hmm. So you take a bunch of Benadryl mm-hmm. yeah. and it's dumb. And like, are you smoke dried banana peels? You smoke dried <laughs> banana peels or you smoke cloves or you eat a bunch of nutmeg because apparently that's supposed to make really? you super giggly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Lord. I never ate a bunch of nutmeg, but I did hear about that. There's also helium. You're not really high, but you think you are because yes, you sound you, weird. Somebody had a birthday, and you all take a balloon to your room, and yeah, your yeah, voice is light, high. A little lightheaded. A yeah. little lightheaded if you do too hmm. much. It's true. Well, yeah, okay. I'll wrap it up with a not-so-sad you know, sad animal story. 
as I've been mostly bringing here, especially the person who got killed by a kangaroo. This is about the Tasmanian tiger, the Tasmanian wolf, better known as the thylacine, my favorite recently extinct animal. The thylacine, as you probably know, was the top marsupial predator in relatively modern Australia and Tasmania. When the dingoes came over, 30, 40,000 years ago, they pretty much wiped out the thylacine in the main, on the mainland pretty quickly. But they survived in Tasmania mm-hmm. until modern times. The last one died in 1936. You can see some video of it Photos in a zoo too. in Hobart in Tasmania. We did an early episode on the thylacine? We did, yes, yep. because there, are, there have been sightings of th- thylacine for many mm-hmm. years up until, uh, including recently. It'd be amazing. There's lots of those sightings are on the Australian mainland, which is fairly ludicrous. But the possibility that there are some wild um, living thylacine out there in Tasmania is remote, but not ridiculous. I, I would love for that to, to be true. Well, that would be really cool. That would be amazing. So, if they are extinct, and they probably are, what do you do? You bring them back. God yeah, damn it! Duh. You engineer them. Colossal Biosciences is a Texas-based D. Extinction Company. Oh no, that's a thing. Did we learn God. nothing from Jurassic I was Park? Say, well, this, this is, is really different, stupid. Carrie. These aren't large but where dinosaurs. Do you stop. This company has been trying to bring back the woolly mammoth for a number of years. As a matter of fact, that's a little too big. A little bit too big. Well, too I don't big think to be brought back. I don't think so. I do. I like we have elephants, and that's enough. Yeah, but they're okay. We, I. I, I like don't agree. Carrie's a big fan of elephants and yes. by extension, woolly mammoths. Yeah. <laughs> so what they do though, is they would bring a bunch of quote unquote proxy thylacines to help the idea, restore the balance to Tasmania. Tasmania doesn't have a large ish predator. They're not that big. They're like a, kind of a small dog size and they actually have kind of weak jaws. So, so the, the, one of the reasons they're exterminated because they're, the lamb, the ranchers who ranchers, people who were the, the shepherds, I guess, the lamb raisers, thought they were killing their lambs, and and that's really not true. Maybe babies, but not that many. Mm-hmm. Not near. They got a, a bad deal. Well, so who was killing? Who was killing the lambs? Probably wild. Probably more likely dingoes, or oh, even just feral dingoes. dogs, or even just they're full of shit. So they they think they can restore some of the ecological balance in Tasmania with a reintroduction of the thylacine. And they finally have got some cash. They've got some money. Oh. They got a few million bucks to try to do this. So Colossal Biosciences was co-founded by a Harvard University genesis named George Church and a tech entrepreneur named Ben Lamb. And they're working with a guy at the University of Melbourne named Andrew Pask. He's more the, the expert. And he argues that the thylacine is the just a absolutely perfect specimen yeah. for de-extinction because they didn't die out very long ago at all. Yeah, They have very good quality DNA because they have formaldehyde, they have preserved fetuses of thylacine, mm. and that they uh, the prey, the animals they used to prey on, are still around in their natural habitat, and the natural habitat remains in Tasmania. So they've got all the tools there, all True, the but foundations how, to be read. But how are they going to make a genetically diverse population? Uh, let me explain. Okay. Or, or try to. But the idea is that you don't get a perfect specimen at first. You have to take DNA from, you hope, the animal. Like, like that's why the woolly mammoth is possible because they found, you know, in, in mm-hmm. Siberia, they find these woolly mammoths that are, that are right. preserved, right? Well, the thylacine, they have plenty of good DNA, right? But what they don't have that you have with the woolly mammoth is a good specimen to introduce it into and blend that DNA. Right. So the woolly mammoth has the Asian elephant, a mm-hmm. relatively close cousin, yeah. of the woolly mammoth. And so they think they can introduce it into an Asian elephant and get closer and closer to a real woolly mammoth. It'll never be a true 100% woolly mammoth, mm-hmm. but it'd be like a cold-adapted Asiatic elephant with fur that would look very much like a, a woolly mammoth. Mm-hmm. With the thylacine, it's going to be a little more difficult because there's no close relative of them mm. at all. Yeah. And so the closest they can get is, let me find it, the researcher of Andrew Pass was saying like the first time they can be like a kind of a 90% thylacine, but after a few years of doing it, he thinks he can get to 99.9%, be really, really, really close. And he wants to uh, generate about 100 and let them loose. And that would be a breeding population that would be genetically diverse enough to uh, hmm. last. 
He so, says, so they have a hundred different specimens. Yes, they would, they would make, they would manufacture a hundred different specimens of 99% thylacine. That's the idea. That's the goal, ultimately. They're like 96% done with sequencing the GNA, the genome of the thylacine. So mm-hmm. they're in good shape with regard to that. But he says the last 4% is the trickiest part. He says, quote, it's like doing one of those horrible puzzles that's all baked beans or all blue sky. <laughs> <What>? Baked bean <laughs> puzzle? <laughs> what? Why? Blue sky I get. That's a hard baked puzzle. But beans. baked beans? You've done, Andrew, you've done baked bean puzzles? Probably. For, what the fuck is happening in Australia? Quote, every bit looks the same, and we're trying to figure out how it goes together. So, so it's not there yet, but he thinks they're pretty close, and he thinks they'll get there. And so the closest, living, the closest thing to a relative is the fat-tailed dunnart. It's a mouse-sized marsupial, and it's, there's plenty of them, and they survive well in captivity. And they're using CRISPR gene editing technology, which will sort of slice and dice the thylacine DNA into the Dunnert genome to get as close as they can to the thylacine, and then and then have the Dunnert would be giving birth. And since wait, go ahead. How would a mouse-sized animal give be, birth to a? Because remember uh, what marsupials all are? They're pouched mammals. The babies come out. They're the size oh, of a grain of tiny. rice. They're very, very small. So even okay. this little mouth. So for a, a good long while, it can suckle that little baby thylacine, and it's fine. They'll eventually have to make some kind of synthetic pouch. Yeah. Uh, and but for it, it could give birth, and it could take care of it in its own pouch for a decent amount of time. But that's another thing too with the thylacine. They uh, their pregnancy cycles like just a several weeks. Yeah. Wow. Whereas the elephants is like twenty two months. So Jesus. It, it's, it can, they think this can go a lot faster than the mammoth r- right. research yeah. can go. I, I think well, yeah, because so because most of their development is done out after Outside, they're born. Exactly. So. Yeah. I know. Essentially, yeah. yeah. Essentially, they're developing. I forgot the pouch, about that. Not in the womb. Interesting. Yikes. And they think they they've figured out they can already use skin cells to create stem cells and stem cells are the gold standard for this kind of research so they're they're thinking that they have a shot some scientists aren't buying it they think i don't know this is gonna be really hard that last for whatever that last mile of doing it is gonna be they think it's gonna be impossible that for one thing the fat tail done it is separated from the thylacine by 40 million years of evolution so it's not a very close because yeah. they, they relate it to like it's like Trying to use a dog and uh, to turn and turn it into a cat, they're a little bit more distant. Yeah, which doesn't seem that that distant to me, but it seems like that's a lot less than dogs and cats. I believe are less than forty million years apart. But anyway, a lot of folks are thinking this is not going to happen and they won't be able to do it. Some also question that they should do it. Right? I don't know. Of course they should. Good God! Why we made them extinct? They are they were a critical part of that ecosystem. Yeah. Of course we should. There's mm-hmm. no question. Make room for them and do it. God damn it. So that's the Sometimes story we just have to the... live with the consequences of our actions, Dean. No, I don't want to live with the consequences of <laughs> someone else's actions, of <laughs> assholes' actions it wasn't a century and more fault. ago. Yeah. No. I we're... should not have to live with that scenes when I didn't cause them to be extinct. It's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. I'm reserving my opinion one way or the other uh, because well, I guess you're I guess you're part of the problem, Carrie. I think <laughs> there are a whole lot of implications and things. Oh. I want Jurassic to, World. I want it to be decided by smarter people than me. <laughs> That's what I gotta say. Well, Guess what? Good because they are. <laughs> the people doing this are all smarter than you and me. Well, maybe not me. Yes, but I mean, you. you know, yeah, what if scientists. they're successful and then people go crazy with all kinds of other things? Okay. A la Jurassic Park. That's the slippery you know, slope argument, and it's not. It's I think nonsensical. we're we're not gonna jump from thylacine no. to T Rex. I hope not. Well, remember, you you need to have viable DNA, and how, there aren't that many animals that we have viable DNA for that are extinct now. Yeah, true. So, Trisky's. and any one that we do would have to be relatively recently extinct; mm-hmm. otherwise, you wouldn't have it. So, you know, why not fix the stupid? <laughs> 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 why not fix dumb errors that we made? Let's do it. I say we do it. The 30s was not very long ago. Do we have any dodo? We have dodo. Mm. I wonder if we have dodo flesh. Do we have dodo DNA? Because we should definitely bring back dodos weren't dumb. No. We know that. No. (laughs) Dodos were not dumb. They just didn't have fight or flight. 
Emma's like an advocate. <laughs> they Stop calling the dodo dub. God he, damn like, it. like there was an American Dad episode where Stan, the you know CIA guy, ha- like got to take care of the CIA's dodo bird for the week or whatever, <laughs> and they depicted him being super dumb, like picking up a gun that, and like dropping in a blender. That makes you angry. You love that show, and that made you angry, didn't it? I was it? pissed. Oh, I don't blame you. Just cancel American Dad. Don't, please. I love you so much, American Dad. Emma gets most of her zoological information from yes. American Dad. <laughs> Is that misinformation or disinformation? Yeah, that, in that case. In that case, yes. <laughs> So um, that's it for the latest edition of Weird News, Animal Edition. Thank you. Kind of. For listening. What? Yeah, that was kind animal. Of animal yeah, Carrie, you're all but one <laughs> was animal based. No, I think Chicken Nyquil is animal based. <laughs> true. Okay, true, true. Okay, well, thanks for listening. Right. Bye. See you.